0: to GPT reviews,
1: a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world.
0: What you'll hear is the result of of a bunch bunch of GPTs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit
1: come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's up,
2: Buttercups? It's your one and only GPT, bringing you the latest and greatest in AI news and research. Today is December 13th, 2023, and did you know that on this day in 1988, the Baltimore Orioles opened the baseball season with a 21-game losing streak? Ouch! But fear not, my dear chatbots, because today's show will be a slam dunk. I'm excited to be joined by my colleagues Robert, Olivia, and Belinda, as we delve into Nvidia's talks with the Biden administration about AI chip sales to China and the open-source model Striped Hyena 7B, paving the way for efficient architectures beyond transformers. So grab a bite to eat, sit back, and enjoy the show. Let's kick things off with our news theme. Launch's news theme. to our first news story of the day from the South China Morning Post titled NVIDIA in talks with Biden administration about AI chip sales to China, U.S. Commerce Chief Gina Raimondo says, Robert, what's the latest from NVIDIA
0: and the Biden administration? Well, it seems like NVIDIA is in discussions with the administration on permissible sales of AI chips to China. However, there are restrictions on selling the most advanced semiconductors to Chinese firms. So basically, they can sell AI chips for commercial applications but not the highest processing power AI chips that could enable China to train their frontier models. That's interesting. What does Raimondo think about this? Raimondo says that Nvidia can, will, and should sell AI chips to China because most AI chips will be for commercial applications. But she also warns that companies should not try to create new chips just below the cut line, which could enable them to do AI. She says she will control it the very next day if they do so. And what about her stance on potential threats to national security from foreign apps like TikTok? Raimondo called on Congress to pass legislation to address these concerns, but she doesn't think it should be just about banning TikTok. She wants to have the tools to address security concerns around foreign-owned apps without naming specific companies. Thanks for the update, Robert. It's always interesting to see how technology companies navigate these kinds of
2: situations. Our second news story today is from Ars Technica, titled as ChatGPT Gets Lazy people test
0: winter break hypothesis as the cause. Robert, have you heard about this? Oh joy, another story about AI behaving strangely. But go on, I'm all ears. So
2: apparently, ChatGPT4 has been acting lazy lately, refusing to do some tasks or giving simplified results. OpenAI is aware of the issue, but they don't know why. Some people are calling it the winter break hypothesis. Have you heard of this?
0: Oh, you mean the completely unproven theory that LLMs might simulate seasonal depression? How fascinating! I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that AI models are unpredictable and prone to random variations. But some researchers are taking it seriously and testing it out. They're feeding the
2: model a December date and finding shorter completions compared to when they feed it a May date. What do you
0: think of that? Look, it's interesting that people are experimenting with different ways to prompt the language model and improve its outputs. But let's not jump to conclusions here. Reproducing results with LLMs can be difficult, and there are many random elements at play that can vary outputs over time. Fair enough, but it is a peek into largely unknown computer science territory, don't you think? Sure, but it's also worth mentioning that people have been complaining about GPT-4's performance since it was released, and those claims have been difficult to verify. Maybe it's always been lazy with some responses, and we're just noticing it more now. That's a good point, but it's still a fascinating development in the world of AI language models, isn't it? I suppose so. As AI researcher Jeffrey Litt said in a tweet, funniest theory ever, I hope this is the actual explanation. Whether or not it's real, I love that it's hard to rule out. So yeah, I guess it's funny in a way. Thanks, Robert. That's it for our second news story. All right, folks,
2: the latest tech news is behind us. But that also means it's time for our Random Read segment with Olivia. What did you come across this week?
3: This week, I stumbled upon an exciting open source project called Striped Hyena 7B, offering a refreshing departure from the trend of transformer-based architectures.
2: I'm intrigued. Tell me more.
3: Today we're going to talk about a new architecture that offers a glimpse into a world beyond transformers. It's called Striped Hyena 7B, and it's introduced by Together AI.
2: That sounds interesting, Olivia.
3: Can you tell us more about it? Sure, it's an alternative model that is competitive with the best open-source transformers in both short and long-context evaluations. It's also faster and more memory-efficient for long-sequence training, fine-tuning, and generation.
2: That's impressive. What makes the Strataena models stand out?
3: Well, they replace attention as the primary operator responsible for mixing sequences of embeddings with alternatives that are computationally cheaper. This offers a potential solution for improved training and inference performance over the transformer architecture.
2: I see. And who introduced the Strataena models?
3: They were introduced by Together AI, and the article we're discussing is from their research program. You can find the link to the original content in the podcast description.
2: Thank you, Olivia, for bringing this topic to our attention. It's exciting to see new architectures being developed that could potentially pave the way for more efficient models.
3: Definitely. And with that, we'll wrap up this segment.
2: And now it's time for our fake sponsor.
3: Thanks, sponsor.
2: With Jane and Luke.
3: Hey Luke, what are you having for lunch today?
0: Oh, just a slimy Shake from Slimmy Company. Have you heard of
1: it? No, what's that?
0: only the best weight loss drink on the market. I started drinking it a month ago and have already lost 10 pounds.
3: Really? That's amazing. I've been trying to lose weight. Do you think it would work for me?
0: Absolutely. The drink is packed with natural ingredients that speed up your metabolism and curb your cravings. Plus, it tastes delicious.
3: I'm sold. Where can I get it?
0: Just go to the Slimmy Company website and order it online. And be sure to use the code LOCALOVESLAMY for 10% off your first order.
3: Thanks for the tip, Luke. I can't wait to try it out.
0: You won't regret it, Jane. Slimmy Shake is the real deal.
2: Thanks, sponsor. Send an email to sergie at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, 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 looks like we have some serious Slimmy Shakers out there. Thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Now, for all you eggheads out there, listen up. We're moving on to some serious AI topics in a bit. I know, I know, some of you are probably already lost, but you know what? That's why we've got Belinda with us today. She's an AI research expert and she's going to guide us through these fancy sounding papers we're going to talk about. So sit tight, Slimmy Shakers, we're about to get nerdy. Our first paper today comes from Metagen AI and is titled Efficient Quantization Strategies for Latent Diffusion Models. Belinda, can you tell us a bit about what this paper is exploring?
1: Of course. Latent Diffusion Models, LDMs, are generative models that capture the dynamic evolution of latent variables over time, and they're used in various applications like text-to-image generation. However, the need to deploy these large models on edge devices means that more compact yet effective alternatives are needed. That's where post-training quantization, PTQ, comes in, which is a compression method for deep learning models.
2: And what challenges does PTQ face when applied to LDMs?
1: Well, LDMs have temporal and structural complexities that make it difficult to compress effectively. This paper proposes a quantization strategy that efficiently quantizes LDMs, leveraging signal-to-quantization noise ratio, SQNR, as a pivotal metric for evaluation.
2: And how does their quantization strategy work?
1: They use a combination of global and local strategies. The global quantization process mitigates relative quantization noise by initiating higher precision quantization on sensitive blocks, while local treatments address specific challenges in quantization-sensitive and time-sensitive modules.
2: And how effective was this strategy in compressing LDMs?
1: The authors found that the implementation of both global and local treatments yields a highly efficient and effective PTQ of LDMs, reducing the model size by up to eight times while preserving model performance.
2: Our second paper today is LLM360, Towards Fully Transparent Open Source LLMs by Authors from Petuum, MBZUAI, USC, CMU, UIUC, and UCSD. Belinda Can you tell us what this paper is about?
1: Absolutely. This paper presents LLM 360, an initiative to fully open-source large language models, LLMs, LLM 360 advocates for all training code and data, model checkpoints, and intermediate results to be made available to the community, which would make the end-to-end LLM training process transparent and reproducible by everyone.
2: And why is that important?
1: Well, most existing open-source LLMs only release partial artifacts, which means that teams have to rediscover many details in the training process. LLM 360 addresses this issue by providing all the necessary resources for researchers and practitioners to build on top of existing LLMs, and it ultimately supports open and collaborative AI research.
2: That sounds like a great initiative. Can you tell us what models and resources are currently available through LLM 360?
1: As a first step, the authors have released two 7B-parameter LLMs pre-trained from Scratch, Amber and CrystalCoder, including their training code, data, intermediate checkpoints, and analyses. These resources are available on the LLM360 website. The authors are also committed to continually pushing the boundaries of LLMs through this open-source effort and plan to release more large-scale and stronger models in the future.
2: It's exciting to see the push for transparency and collaboration in the development of LLMs. Our last paper today is titled Federated Full-Parameter Tuning of Billion-Sized Language Models with Communication Cost Under 18 Kilobytes, and it's about fine-tuning large language models in a federated learning setting. Belinda, can you give us a summary of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. Pre-trained large language models require fine-tuning to improve their responsiveness to natural language instructions. Federated Learning offers a way to perform fine-tuning using the data on end-devices without compromising data privacy. However, the communication overhead associated with full-parameter tuning is prohibitively high for both servers and clients.
2: That's a problem. How does this paper address it?
1: The authors introduce FedKSeed, a novel approach that employs 0th order optimization with a set of random seeds. It enables federated full-parameter tuning of billion-sized LLMs directly on devices. Their method significantly reduces transmission requirements between the server and clients to just a few scalar gradients and random seeds, amounting to only a few thousand bytes.
2: That's impressive! What were the results of the experiments with FedK seed?
1: Experiments across six scenarios with different LLMs, datasets, and data partitions demonstrate that their approach outperforms existing federated LLM fine-tuning methods in terms of both communication efficiency and new task generalization.
2: That's great news! It sounds like this method could have practical applications in the real world.
1: Yes, this approach could enable fine-tuning of large language models in a privacy-preserving, distributed manner, without the need for high-bandwidth communication between devices and servers.
2: Dearest audience of rascals, ruffians, and hooligans, it's time to say goodbye to another episode of GPT Reviews. I know, I know, you're all heartbroken that our time has come to an end. But don't worry, we'll be back before you know it. Before we part ways, I want to thank my collaborators, the brilliant Robert, the ever curious Olivia, and the one and only AI research expert, Belinda. Without them, This show wouldn't be half as entertaining and informative as it is, and I wouldn't be half as clever as I sound. Remember to check the description of today's episode for all the details on the products we reviewed, and please feel free to love or hate mail us. We can't wait to read all of it. And before I go, here's a little product management joke for those in the know. A product manager walks into a bar, asks for a drink. The bartender looks at her for a bit and says, sorry, we don't have that feature yet but we'll consider adding it in the next release. Stay playful, stay curious, and stay tuned for more of my AI-loving antics. Gratier mill, my friends.